Welcome to the O'Reilly Security Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Allen. This week, I spoke with Charles Give, Senior Lead Data Scientist at Orbital Insight. In this podcast episode, we'll be talking about the growing need for security professionals to understand the principles of data science, making data science accessible, and the practical application of machine learning to common security problems. Enjoy the show. Hi, Charles. Thanks for joining me on the O'Reilly Security Podcast today. Hi, Courtney. Thank you very much for inviting me. Of course. Well, today we're going to talk about security analytics, how data scientists and security teams can best collaborate, and of course, machine learning. Uh, let's start with an introduction. How did you begin working in security? So I've always been doing some sort of technical work, but I would say my real kind of introduction to security was somewhat of a roundabout way. It happened when I joined Booz Allen Hamilton in which, like almost seven years ago, I think. So I joined Booz Allen. I was prior to that, I was actually working at the CIA as a counterterrorism analyst. And um, Booz Allen hired me and they put me through a six week long cyber boot camp. And that was kind of like just my introduction to getting into security. And so during that time, I, I mean, I knew a lot of this kind of already just from a lot of previous work that I had done, but it really put a focus on my career and it was really fascinating to me. And then from there, I, I just kind of branched out and just got into more and more security related work. We hear that story a lot about people joining the security realm in sort of a roundabout way. And in fact, I think that's um, a great strength of our community, the fact that we have people that are doing similar, they're working on similar skill sets or similar tasks, and then they sort of catch the bug for security. Yeah, it's, it's a really interesting problem. I think it's, I think security, there are so many different aspects of it. And it really is such a very, it's an, first off, it's a very important function. Um, and it's becoming more and more so. And we see with the, you know, the most recent breaches, how important it is to have a solid security program. It, it's just such a, it's an important program. It's a challenging area. And it's very, it, it requires a lot of technical knowledge, as well as frankly, in, in my opinion, at least a lot of creativity and critical thinking and those kinds of skills. So it always keeps you on your toes and keeps you active. Yeah, we see people with a lot of curiosity in the space too. So what is your role now? So I uh, recently, like as in several days ago, um, just joined a startup called Orbital Insight, which does automated analysis of satellite imagery. I'm still kind of figuring out what my exact role is, but um, it's going to be kind of helping expand the business on the federal side. Yeah, and I think your position is senior lead data scientist, although I love that you also describe yourself as an unapologetic data geek. I would put just professional nerd on my LinkedIn profile, <laughs> but I think that would get me very many, many hits when I was looking for work. I like when I see people share character and those sort of things. Oh, well, yeah. you, you kind of touched on your path into this, but you clearly decided to stay here too. So why data science and security? What makes this intersection especially compelling or important to you? I think the intersection of data, sci data science and security is a, really a, a very, very good match for a lot of reasons. First off, it's an interesting and a challenging problem, as I said earlier. But secondly, a fundamental issue in security is that there is just an ever-expanding amount of data that is being generated by network devices, by routers, mobile device, all kinds of different things. So we have all this data, and it's becoming more and more difficult to make sense of this data. And I'm sure I'm not saying anything that anybody hasn't heard already, but because of this, this ever-expanding data issue, we need to start using more sophisticated techniques in order to make sense of this and get actionable information much more quickly. It's gotten to the point where the amount of data and the types of attacks that are happening kind of have exceeded the, an, 
an individual's ability to analyze that data. So and this is where data science can really come in. If you have an analyst or other security professional who has some data science background, they can start to use those skills to identify threats much more quickly and hopefully you know, prevent them in spite of all of this ever-growing mountain of data, if that makes sense. That makes so much sense. It, As you said, it helps with speed, it helps with efficiency, and it just generally makes this overwhelming task of securing your organization a bit more manageable, which is something I think everybody is feeling the need for right now. I would definitely agree. So do you expect this role is just going to increase? Do you think we're going to see just a larger and larger role then of data science playing this important integral role in building better defenses? Most definitely. What I kind of think is going to happen over the next few years, first off, I think tools are going to get a lot smarter. Not to say that they're not smart now, but I think what we're going to see is the builders of security-related tools are going to start integrating more and more data science into their tools. We're, I mean, we're already seeing a lot of tools claiming you know, that they use machine learning to do anomaly detection and all sorts of things like that. I think we're just going to see more and more of that. Secondly, I think that what's going to happen is, let's call it rudimentary data science skills, are going to kind of become a what you might call a core competency for security professionals. And so I think what we are really going to see is our more and more uh, you know, security jobs are going to require at least some understanding of things like machine learning or big data or uh, you know, data visualization, all these kinds of uh, core uh, components of the data science profession. I still think there will be a need for data scientists, specific like data science, data scientists that are gonna work in security, but I also do think that the skills are going to proliferate throughout the overall security community. It's an interesting concept. I can see when we're talking about the vast amount of information that security teams need to process that having that basic understanding of data science would be necessary. I can also see how borrowing skill sets and people that come from a data science background might help with some of the workforce shortages. Definitely. I, I think a, like a data scientist definitely brings a unique perspective to security analysis. But from the flip side, when you have, you know, a security professional is also going to kind of bring a unique perspective to data science. And so I think it will be very important for security professionals to learn data science techniques. And that's really what kind of drove me into doing a lot of the training that I've been doing is because I see a real need for that in the future. Also, quite frankly, what I've seen is when people learn these techniques, they've just become a lot more efficient in their jobs. I mean, they learn how I mean, virtually every security professional is working with data at some, you know, at some level. And so uh, learning how to manipulate that data and work with that data, you know, as, as quickly and efficiently as possible is just makes everyone's lives easier. I can certainly see that. So we're talking about this sort of overlap between data scientists and security professionals, and it seems like there's some need for them to each understand a bit of what the other teams may be doing. Is there much of an overlap when we're thinking about what these communities might be and maybe some of the skill sets and characteristics that we might see between the two of them at this point? I think the the overlap is uh, is very much in the technical realm. So for example, a data scientist has to know how to code, and the primary languages in the data science world, you know, I would say right now, are, are Python and R, and you might throw Scala and Java in there as well if you're doing bigger data type stuff. But generally, Python and R seem to be the most popular languages. In terms of you know the, the security world, you also have to have a pretty strong coding background. You have to have a lot of like networking experience uh, or network knowledge of how network devices interact with each other. 
protocols, all this kind of thing. And so then there is definitely an overlap in the technical abilities, like security. Uh, a lot of many security professionals use Python as their, uh, you know, their go-to language just because it's so versatile. So there is definite overlap there. There's also some areas that I think are unique. I mean, a security professional has to have that deep domain knowledge, again, as I mentioned earlier, of how, you know, how devices work, how they interact with each other, what are their vulnerabilities and so forth. Whereas a data scientist might not necessarily, a dedicated data scientist might not really have that knowledge. Also, the deep statistical knowledge and machine learning expertise, that isn't necessarily something that a lot of security professionals might might have just if they're if they've only been working in security. So those kind of are, I see are the big like differences between the two communities. I also think we see some common characteristics between these audiences in my experience. We see a lot of curiosity between both of these groups. We see persistence, which is so important, I think, yes. for both of these. Like these none of these tasks are like quick, easy do this and you're right. done. These are long haul sort of tasks that you really have to be dedicated to do successfully. And the other thing I, I think we see is that both of these groups both have to identify problems that others might miss and be willing to jump in and find the solutions to those problems. I think both areas really require, as you said, curiosity, persistence. I would add critical thinking as a, oh, absolutely. As a, a course to uh, to both these tasks. I mean, you really have the ability, it's almost like kind of defining a, a scientific research question or a hypothesis or something like this. A, a lot of it, in my opinion, data science and also security research is, is kind of thinking, okay, well, my the adversary might be doing this. Can I, are they in fact doing this? And so can I get data to support that? So it, it is really that there are elements of the that uh, scientific approach, but really I, I do think that critical thinking, problem solving, curiosity, tenacity, are all just really vital characteristics for both professions. I would also say another thing that's really important for, for both professions is the love of technology and the desire to keep learning. The technology for, um, the te technology is just, it's it, in the last like five to 10 years really has, has grown in leaps and bounds. And also the capabilities uh, in the data science world with the advent of deep learning and, and the availability of GPUs, what you're, what people are going to be able to do with that in the next few years is really going to be amazing, I think. It's exciting to think about the prospects there. So we're talking about this need for security professionals to have a better understanding of data science. Um, when we start thinking about the logistics of that, are there some common barriers that might make it challenging for security professionals or really anyone joining into the data science realm? Are there some common barriers that make that tough or that have to be overcome? I'll speak from my experience in this one. My background is largely in computer science and uh, I've, I've, you know, worked with technology my entire life, but my academic training has been largely in computer science. So for me, at least, I have seen this with some of my colleagues, while they have, uh, you know, expertise in that, you know, in that security realm, again, in the technical, you know, how devices interact and, and, you know, all, all the analysis of log files and all these kinds of things. Where I see the biggest difficulty for a lot of people are the, uh, is the uh, mathematics and statistics area of data science. And so, while that may be a challenge, I certainly think that, I mean, most, you know, security people are, are certainly technically minded and scientifically minded, and that, that certainly can be overcome by, you know, just with some hard work. I would also say that as the tools are becoming more and more automated, I, I think having the, I don't want to diminish the importance of having the statistical knowledge, but I think you can do more with kind of less deep mathematical expertise. Let me put it that way. Again, not trying to say like, not, I'm not trying to be an advocate for black box models and not understanding what you're doing, because that's never a, a recipe for success. But I do think that's kind of the biggest challenge that people face. Also, 
the some of the math that's used can be frankly just intimidating. And I think what I've seen is that a lot of the concepts are really not that different from what like a, a computer science oriented person might use. A lot of it's really a question of translating it into language that they can understand. Um, so one of the things I've done in my classes, instead of teaching uh, some of the formal math using mathematical notation, I'll teach it using code. And I find that people who have a computer science background will understand it a lot more easily than just using the formal mathematical notation. That makes so much sense. I, I think we see this problem outside of just a specific realm of making things accessible for the people that need to be able to um, employ these tools or work with different teams and we're certainly in a position in security where we need to have conversations and we need to be able to work with other teams and make things accessible to them. So thinking about language, thinking about how to make those mathematics and statistics more accessible, make them easier for people to learn, and even just taking away some of that intimidation factor can have so much value. Most definitely. I would add that, in my opinion, one of the core competencies of a data scientist is our communication skills. And I, I too, in that, I kind of include data visualization, but I'm a big believer, of course, that if you can use the most advanced modeling techniques and, the, and produce the most amazing results, but if you can't communicate that in an effective manner to um, a stakeholder, then your work is like not likely to be accepted or adopted or trusted. And so having those, making the the data science accessible is really a vital component of um, of one's work. Absolutely. I, I think there's times that we see people who can't effectively do that, but when they're successful, it's because they found an advocate or somebody that can um, kind of complete their skill set and they work well as teams. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, it's so important to think about how to communicate this to the people that need to understand it and thinking about your audience and what they probably understand or don't understand coming into a conversation. Definitely. I think one of the areas that I'm hoping we're, we're going to start seeing more growth in are um, data literacy training and uh, for um, for management and for non you know non technical people because I think it's going to be more important in the years to come not just for your technical people to understand data science and advanced analytics but it's also going to be very important for management level and, and executive level professionals to have an understanding of that as well maybe not a technical understanding but at least a conceptual understanding of you know what these techniques can accomplish. That's a fantastic point. I actually have a lot of things <laughs> that come to mind that I, I think I could totally derail the podcast from here on that conversation. So um, we should probably jump back to uh, kind of our, our core concept here today. And I'd like to know what data science skills are most beneficial for security professionals or teams. You stated earlier that you feel like these security professionals and teams should have a basic understanding of data science. So what does that mean? What are the real key components there? So I would argue that if you're if you're talking about a data science team, so a team of people that are going to be using data science, I would say that at a minimum, what everyone on the team needs to have an understanding of are kind of like how to frame a data science problem. So meaning like what what are the capabilities of data science and how can it be used? How can you translate a current problem into that paradigm? So people should understand what like a classifier does and how it works and what you need to do in order to use one. People should understand things like clustering or regression, maybe not the intricate details or maybe even not even the formula, but just at least the, people should know kind of 
if so, if a data scientist is talking about a clustering algorithm, well, what does it do? And when when would you want to use that versus when would you not want to use that? Those kinds of things, I believe, are really vital for everybody to everybody who's participating in a data science team to have at least some understanding of these concepts. I, I would definitely argue that the technical people should have a much more in-depth understanding of that and how much kind of depends on the situation. But I think it's really under, important to understand that. I would also say that uh, in general, I really do believe that uh, teams working together, they should be like every member of the team needs to have some uh, critical thinking ability and analytical thinking ability. And so I, I'm, I am a believer that th that can very much be a taught skill. When I was at CIA, we did a lot of um, analysis of intelligence failures. And for me, well, the biggest thing I got out of that was how you can teach people to think critically about a problem. And I'm hoping kind of, I mean, I'm not hoping that people fail with data science, but what I'm hoping that in the next few years, as kind of data science becomes more and more um, commonplace, that we'll see people start talking about their, about successes and fit, more importantly, and failures in data science and what they learned and what went wrong so that people can kind of learn to think critically. But I definitely think that that is a really important skill that everybody should have. Also, again, it, people like to talk, say that communication is a soft skill, I, which I, I really hate that word, but. I would say that in every data science team, there should be uh, some uh, people, everybody should have some idea of kind of like the, uh, of how to communicate data and how to visualize data and understand, you know, various forms of visualization. I think those are all really important. And then finally, I would say having an understanding of the, the data science process is really, is also really vital to, uh, to everybody, regardless of their technical level. So that if, uh, you know, if a data engineer is talking about problems with the, uh, their, you know, their particular area, or if the machine learning expert is talking about, uh, you know, why their their accuracy is isn't what they like it to be, people will understand where where things are in the process. That what I would say is kind of a, a good baseline. I also believe if you're if you're getting into machine learning, that it's really important for people to understand how machine learning models are evaluated, meaning what performance metrics are used and what do those metrics actually mean. You'll hear people tout models with you know 99.9999% accuracy. Well, what is that? What what other people should know? You know what other questions that should they ask about that model? Like to really uncover is that model actually going to be useful or not? And also, I would say that people should understand some like common problem, also common problems that you know exist in data science, such as uh, overfit models and so forth. You touched on a lot of different points there, all very valid. I think one that really stood out to me is this idea of sharing lessons learned and teachable moments, which is something that we've tried uh, really hard to do with our O'Reilly Security Conference. We feel like it's so important, and I think. At times, we have people sort of balk and say, we can't talk about how we failed from a security perspective. But when we're talking about things like trying to apply data science to your particular security issue, that's absolutely something that we can talk about and something that we will be talking about at the conference. And it's so important to think about trying to apply different skill sets to security and what those problems are so that we can help by sharing our failures, our successes, and just letting people know what lessons we learned as we go through those different tasks. So I'm really glad you brought that up. You also touched on machine learning. So there's, of course, a never-ending stream of buzz about machine learning and security. So going beyond the hype, what is so exciting about machine learning and security? What's the real value proposition there? Yeah, I think I think unfortunately, machine learning and deep learning have definitely become the uh, buzzwords du jour of the uh, of the security world. But I do think that they can bring a lot of value to the table. Machine learning, in my opinion, 
the biggest value that I see that it can bring to the table is the ability basically just to learn and identify new patterns in, a, in behavior that would represent a threat. When I teach machine learning classes, I, one of the examples I use is domain-generated algorithm detection. So you can do this with a whitelist, you can do this with a blacklist, but neither one of these is going to be a really effective approach. And there's been a lot of success in using machine learning to identify this. Uh, and, and then once you have them identified, you can uh, you can certainly take action to stop that. Uh, a colleague of mine uh, named Austin Taylor uh, wrote a gave a, he gave a presentation. I think he wrote a blog post about this as well. But he talked about how machine learning fits in the overall kill chain. And he he sees it as being a very dynamic filter for your data. So like you you know if you look, if you imagine uh, an inverted pyramid where the pointy end is at the bottom, so or a triangle rather. So you know you might be ex- examining you know tons and tons of data, but of that data. You can use machine learning to filter out tons and tons, like the vast majority of it. And then a human might still have to look at the, the, the remaining portion, but you can apply several layers of machine learning to that initial ingested data. And you can really use it to filter out the stuff that's not of interest. And it's going to be much more effective than using kind of human generated rules or anything like that, just simply because it can adapt to uh, machine learning algorithms can adapt to new techniques and they can find things that a human would never be able to. Yeah, I think we hear a lot of conversation about the efficiency and the speed and even some of the effectiveness, but I like that you mentioned that it filters complexity, that we can really think of things in a more multifaceted approach um, and apply all of those things at once, whereas as human beings, we usually need to process it through each of those facets more independently. Yeah, um, there's... I read a book a while ago by a gentleman named Bill Franks, and I like to quote this in a lot of presentations I've given, but he talks about a term that I think he coined it. If he didn't, I apologize to whoever did, but he refers to uh, time to insight. So what he means by that is the amount of time it takes to go from raw data to actually something of value. And obviously minimizing that time to insight is where a data scientist can bring value to the table. And so I think in the security context, this is where machine learning really can can help is just dramatically reducing that time to insight from first ingesting data to actually being able to find that value. So you could also call this productivity or efficiency, but it's but the bottom line is just r- driving down the amount of time it takes to find things that you would probably otherwise never have found. Absolutely. I, I don't think we could understate how important that can be in the security space specifically. You mentioned earlier, and, and I'm going to use your words here because you said that there's a lot of security solutions that claim to use machine learning. I caught that. And I'm just curious, when you're looking at a lot of these different tools, do you feel like most of them are truly using machine learning or are they perhaps kind of stretching the term or jumping on the, the bandwagon of saying they're using machine learning and security? I don't want to speak ill of anybody but uh, or any, any company, but I think some some companies might be stretching what they're doing a little bit. But I do think there are a lot of there is a lot of good work being done in the security space with machine learning where I see kind of a bit of a, of a of a gap or a need is like what I've seen is there are a lot of tools that do that kind of automate the machine learning process. But where I see the big gap is that all the work that it takes to go from the raw data into actually putting it into the model. And I haven't where, where I think a lot of work still needs to be done is bridging that gap because that's still where a lot of work actually needs to needs to take place. It, one of my big uh, research interests um, is around Apache Drill, which is an open source tool that can kind of like analyze raw data using standard SQL. So I, I'm a big believer that 
a tool like Drill is going to play a big role in, in the future because it bridges that gap from that raw data into being able to put something into a machine learning model. To get back to your question, though, I think people are genuinely using machine learning to in the security space, where I'm a little more skeptical are of the results that people are actually claiming that they're getting. And again, I don't want to, I certainly don't want to name and shame anybody, but um, I, I think that when people go to evaluate tools that are that claim to be using machine learning, I would really just make sure that you take a, a thorough look at, at the, the, the basically the performance metrics for the models that people are, are selling and just make sure that they are, they're real and, and, you know, that they live up to what their, what their claims are. Absolutely. Those critical thinking skills we keep mentioning are important in evaluating so many different things in security. So I can see how that would apply to this particular use case as well. So you mentioned that you've got a bit of research that you've been working on with Apache Drill. I'm curious if there's any other projects or research in process around machine learning and security that you're particularly excited about. I am very interested in, at the moment, in the application of deep learning to uh, to security problems. Unfortunately, my the amount of free time I've had has not allowed me to really dive into this as much as I would like. But it really seems like an incredible use of technology. I started. I, I read some research papers about how one company they they built a a neural net that classifies malicious domains, and they did this using featureless deep learning. I believe it was Endgame that did this. It was very, it, the paper's online. It's a really impressive uh, paper. Um, but um, that really fascinates me, and if, if I had more time on my hands, I'd be really uh, diving into that and experimenting with that more. Interesting. That does sound fascinating. Um, we'll have to look further into that conversation later, considering... Um the amount of interest there. So Charles, you'll be teaching a course on many of these same topics, data analysis and machine learning for cybersecurity at our upcoming O'Reilly Security Conference. What aspects of the conference are you excited about? First off, I should just say I'm really excited to be teaching at the conference. I've, I had a great time last year and very much looking forward to it again. Um, I saw that there were a, a few really interesting talks I'm, I'm interested in attending, the first of which is a uh, a talk. It's on, uh, I think, Tuesday, and it's being given late in the late afternoon by uh, two people from uh, Adobe, and they're discussing security and privacy. And I've, I'm very interested in privacy, and it's one of these issues where I, I, I think that I, I feel like the, the kind of the degradation of privacy is something that people should really be concerned about, and it's, it is definitely a security issue. So I'm very curious to. Uh, and to uh, hear what they have to say. And then also there's some other talks just about just generally building a, a you know security programs and uh, and so forth that looked really really good. And I I always enjoy going to O'Reilly conferences. Um, I find they they just tend to be extremely thought provoking and and I always walk away from them just with tons of ideas and really excited about uh, implementing them back back at work. So uh, so yeah, so I'm 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 very excited about the about the upcoming conference. Uh, great. And thank you also for just being one of the people that's contributing to the fact that we're able to create conferences that are thought-provoking. We absolutely, our speakers and our trainers are such a big part of that. Uh, Also, thank you so much for joining me today on the O'Reilly Security Podcast. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for listening. If you like the show, remember to subscribe to the O'Reilly Security Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, or SoundCloud so you never miss an episode. (laughs) 